Everybody. I'm Eureka John and you're at Eureka Street Crypto and today we're going to talk about DAOs. This is my Web3 Concepts series in partnership with OpenCurrent.io and I thought that I would get some of the fundamental concepts of Web3 out of the way because if you're into Web3 right now you are early and so many of these concepts are fresh and new and whenever you want to talk about current events and news um, sometimes you find yourself just retracing back and continuously having to update people on what the fundamentals are. So that's the purpose of this video series. So yes, today we're talking about DAOs. So what is a DAO? Um, I guess we can go over here and take a look. According to Open Current, a DAO is an abbreviation of the words decentralized autonomous organization. DAOs are completely hosted on the blockchain and are managed by using Web3 technology. The organization governs a community treasury, which they use to incentivize tasks and jobs that help them achieve that goal. This way, using the power of a decentralized blockchain, communities can achieve new things that were previously thought to be impossible. Now, Tao is also a word for a Chinese philosophical or religious thought founded by Lao Tzu. However, even though there's a similarity, there is no correlation because I thought there was a correlation at first. However, the word Tao in Chinese literally means the way or path. So um, if you want to interpret it that way, by all means, for enthusiasts, this is the way and the path to go. So <laughs> we'll take it, right? Um, anyway, so the closest one might be able to compare to a Tao to a real world institution might be an LLC. But the big difference is that the community decides what route the Tao takes instead of a board of directors. The founders of the DAO usually still have a large influence on this role, but as time progresses, the community can slowly take these roles on. So all the administrative responsibilities for a DAO lie in the capable hands of blockchain technology. DAOs may seem unregulated, but they are not lawless. All the DAO's actions and funding can be seen and analyzed by anyone. This transparency significantly reduces the risk of corruption, illicit activity, or fraud by preventing important information from being censored. Unlike traditional organizations that operate from the top down, DAOs operate with a flat hierarchical structure allowing all members to have a say in crucial decisions that affect the broader group, rather than just the primary shareholders. So yeah, let's go back to the history of the DAO. What was the first DAO and how did DAOs start? It has kind of an interesting history because DAOs started with the idea of the sharing economy and a company called Slockit, S-L-O-C-K dot I-T, brought in this concept. And even though Slockit brought in this concept, DAOs have been around since the beginning of time. We had ancient biblical covenants. We had the Ten Commandments. We have the, the United States Con Constitution. We have the Magna Carta. All these are a way to codify laws and instructions to take human decisions out of things. A lot of times they were attributed to a divine hand. 
Well, in this case, DAOs are run by code, and code is law. So when a DAO is deferring to code, they're taking the human beings out of the equation and allowing full transparency and code to take over. So when Slocket was first founded, the goal was to enable smart contracts to be controlled through Ethereum-based smart contracts, hence the name Slocket. So take, for example, a bicycle, and you had a bicycle and you weren't using it on Tuesdays. Well, you could put a Slocket on there that was controlled by Ethereum and a smart contract, and you could rent out your bike to anybody who wanted to rent it, and all they had to do is connect a wallet, and that is purely peer-to-peer, and there's no intermediaries involved, like Uber or anything like that, thereby enabling a decentralized sharing economy. And Slocket was invented by Christoph Gentsch, and he was a German theoretical physicist. And in this book, The Infinite Machine, written by Camila Russo, they go over the history of the first DAO, and it is truly fascinating. So according to this book, after designing and building the prototypes, Slocket needed funding. The obvious option was a token sale. They coded up a crowdfunding contract and then decided to take it a step further and created a smart contract that gave token holders the power to vote and decide what Slocket would do with the funds. Still not happy, they took the concept even further and created a true decentralized autonomous organization which would control the funds. This meant that token holders would be just one among other proposals vying for it. It would effectively work like a decentralized venture capital fund. This structure was unprecedented, but the Gentsch brothers and the rest of the Slocket team believed in the Dow revolution and wanted to take the lead. So in other words, people were able to invest their Ethereum into the Dow, and for every one Ethereum, they would get 100 Dow tokens, DAO tokens. And then the holders of the DAO tokens were able to create proposals that the community would vote on, and if a proposal was accepted, the project was put into action. And if that project put into action created a profit, then the profit from that project would go back into the DAO and divide it amongst the holders of the DAO token. So you could earn a profit that way. Sounds great, right? Well, the DAO ended up suffering a severe hack, which is an entire other story in its own. But from that, there was a fork and Ethereum Classic and Ethereum were formed. But that's for another day. Anyway, back to the sharing economy and the birth of Slocket. Their main question was, with Uber, Airbnb, and others leading the way, we have to ask ourselves, is this how we want to build the sharing economy? Monopolistic companies that take extraordinary fees and have control of the market? And that question is still rings true today with social media, with things like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Amazon, Reddit, and all types of other companies that have control of you, your data, your personal information, your credit card information, and use that data to profit from you and market to you to sell more right back to you. So the saying rings true, if the product is free, you are the product. So this is where open current comes in. Take Reddit, for example. Reddit is a social media platform that allows people to create communities based on certain topics and people can contribute their comments or they can create new threads or even form new communities and they can earn karma points for it. But all this data and every contribution made on the Reddit platform is owned by Reddit and you don't get to profit or capitalize or 
own any of your contribution. So Reddit gets to make all the money from it. But Reddit is a great place for fresh new material. And this brings in the concept of the fresh knowledge gap. The fresh knowledge gap is basically information that is ahead of the institutions. So when you go to Reddit, you can find some good information, but there's also tons and tons of garbage out there. And you basically have to sift through all the garbage in order to find the nuggets of really good information that is out there. And a lot of that information is not found in textbooks or in academia. So when you do find those nuggets of good information, it can be really useful. But that gap between the good information that you find in a place like Reddit and the static information that you would find in a place like a published textbook or academia is growing wider and wider the faster technology grows. And Web3 is growing at a super rapid pace. So that gap is getting wider and wider. And so what is one way to reconcile that gap without having to go wade through all the trash and also being able to own your own data and not having it just get lost in all that noise? Well, OpenCurrent is looking to solve that problem and to close that fresh knowledge gap. So according to OpenCurrent, Web2 platforms like Reddit and Quora provide a collaborative learning space. However, as long as the lion's share of value is captured by the platforms rather than the providers of the insight, the best people will not engage and thus the insights are not shared. Human reliance on traditional ill-equipped methods of knowledge creation will not mitigate the risk we all share of leaving large groups of people behind. Today, the fresh knowledge disparity is manifesting in mass resignations, economic disparity, mass misinformation, and a steady churn of the biggest companies by about 20% annually. The impact is felt by billions and costs trillions of dollars. So OpenCurrent is creating a DAO where you can join and contribute and be able to earn tokens and earn recognition for your contributions and own your contributions. By joining the DAO and creating communities and creating your contributions, you can own the currency token for your contributions. And when you stake the currency token, you can earn the OC token, which is the DAO token and gives you governance rights. And on top of that, you can earn the proof of passion token, and that's a non-transferable token. And with all the talk about soulbound tokens lately, this is a hot topic. And those proof of passion tokens will act as badges that show what you're good at and what your expertise is in. And they also accelerate voting power. So there's three tokens in this DAO and you own your contributions, you own your data, and you get to have a say in the governance and the direction of the DAO and how the data is used. So it's a win-win situation for the contributors and those who are looking for good information. And it's all done under the umbrella of a DAO to where everybody has ownership and there's no top-down hierarchy to control everything or sell your information. This, to me, seems like how a DAO should operate. You own your own data, you get to help govern the direction, and you get to profit off of your contributions. This is a decentralized autonomous organization. So I hope this has been helpful. Go to opencurrent.io, that's O-P-E-N-C-U-R-R-N-T tio and jump in the Discord. Take a look around and see how you can be able to contribute to help close this fresh knowledge gap. And like always, I hope this has helped. Thanks for listening.
Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically, if you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A, John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.